Hey, it's Adam coming to you live from the Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. Of course I am live. Um, don't know why I didn't say that ahead of time. Um, in any case, but this episode, this entire episode is going to be dedicated to the Brian Singer story. Uh, for those of you who are not up to date on the Brian Singer story, let's do this really fast. Um... For months and months and months, Crazy Days and Nights was pumping up this big expose um, that was supposed to be the total undoing of Brian Singer. And in fact, they, um, the, the, the report was supposed to come out last year. And then he kind of kept getting kicked down the road a little bit. And then finally it came out that it was spiked altogether. Um, which we're going to get into that aspect of the story in a little bit. Um, but basically the, the thrust was Brian Singer is a bad dude. He preys on innocent teenage boys... And um, sexually abuses them. And then when they turn of age, maybe a little bit older than of age, he kicks them to the curb. And in some of the cases, the boys are not even gay. Um, They're groomed. And they're... um, they're groomed and they're promised the world in order to um, in order for Brian Singer to um, get his fix I guess is is the best way to say this um, so again we're going to get into the expose um, in the next segment I just want to kind of touch base and let you know like this is a big episode so Um, there's a very good chance that we're going to go over the usual 25-30 minute runtime, Um, because there's so much information here to, um, to go over, including the fact that Bohemian Rhapsody, his latest movie, was just nominated for an Academy Award, or two Academy Awards, um, yesterday, one was for Best Picture, the other is for Best Actor, um, with Robin Malik. And all through the process, during the filming of the movie, if you don't know this already, I'll do a really quick recap for you. During the filming of Bohemian Rhapsody, there were rumors that Robin Malik and Brian Singer clashed. Um... And nobody could quite figure out why. Um, was it was it like really just artistic? Was it um, a lover's quarrel gone horribly wrong? What was it? <clears throat> the answer never really became clear. Um, we know that Rami Malek screamed at Brian Singer and vice versa on one of Brian Singer's last days on set. 
we also know that Brian Singer would disappear for days at a time, especially when this article was being written. And in fact, in October of last year, he did everything in his power to get it killed, including going on Instagram saying it was a smear campaign and that there was no truth in these allegations whatsoever. And then he was fired for disappearing, like I said. And the movie was finished by um, one of the members of his crew that had been with him for a very long time. Um, Although the rumor, and according to an lawyer over at Crazy Days and Nights, who has been on top of the story and amazingly has it all right, is that Brian actually continued to work on the movie, editing and whatnot, Fox just fired him publicly to save face. And they were able to hide behind the DGA rule. Um, for those that don't know, DGA is Director, Director's Guild of America. The rule is if 90% of a film is complete, the director who did it has to be given credit. And so that's what happened here. They were able to hide behind that rule and say, oh, you know, shucks, we would totally take this away from him, but... Legally, we can't. So there you have it. In all of its messy, messy glory, that's an overview of what we're going to be talking about today. Um, during press for Bohemian Rhapsody, I just want to get this out before I end the segment. Um, during press for um, Bohemian Rhapsody, nobody asked about the allegations against Brian Singer. I don't know why. There's, there's literally no reason why they didn't ask, other than corporate Fox Honchos told them not to. Um, but there, Rami Malek gave a quote to people. Um, I'm guessing this was, this happened way before, um, because I know how the magazine industry works. Um, but it's really ironic that. They have him quoted yesterday saying he had no idea about the Brian Singer allegations when he agreed to work with him, which is a lie. Sorry, Rami Malik, you're a liar. So I am going to go and I will be right back with so much more Brian Singer stuff for you. And I'm back. So let's get right into this. So um, the, ex- the expose ended up being published in the Atlantic and not Esquire like it was normally intended to. Um, and in the in the expose, there are quite a few victims. Um, a lot of this happened on the set of Apt Pupil. Um, which happened a long time ago. But there's a, there's a lot of stuff to really um, unpack here. Um... I'm not going to go through everything. If you want to read it, please Google Brian Singer, The, Inla- the Atlantic. Um, the expose itself is just horrifying. Um, I was supposed to be working when I read it, and I, my jaw just literally dropped. Because it was just so horrible. Um, um, there was one, one guy, um, his last name was Sanchez. Um... And he didn't realize that they were going to be filming a movie at his middle school. The movie ended up being Apt Pupil. So, 
um, Brian Singer went and he saw him and said, you're gorgeous, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And got him a part in the movie. Not a big deal, you know, whatever. Well, here's where it gets really icky. One day, um, they were filming the shower scene. And the kid thought that, you know, he knew he was going to have to do some nudity, but he thought it was just like a shirtless scene and that they would give him a thong or something to put on to cover up the rest of his body. No, they wanted him completely naked. Um, They gave him a towel and he had that wrapped around him. So, over the course of the movie, over the course of the movie um, shoot, Brian Singer would seek Sanchez out, jerk him off, suck his dick, and just all these very sexual things. And um, Sanchez is one of the guys who's not gay, but he was supposed to just accept it because this is what Brian Singer wanted. And... Um... So, basically what happened was, um, it really screwed Sanchez up. Um, and the interesting thing is, is Sanchez was like, I don't, he, first he said he wanted a cash settlement, um, which never ended up happening. And then he said he just wanted an apology from Brian Singer, which again, never ended up happening. Um, and then he talked about how... When the when he started to make some noise, people really susp- suspicious people started hanging out outside of his work, which his manager confirmed, and started. Um, they ended up calling the police, and the sus- the suspicious guys told them that they helped with civil litigation matters. Um, which is just mind-blowing. So then we go into talking about... Um, th- there were quite a few guys, but these these really stood out. Um, there's a, they called him Andy because he didn't want his real name to be used. Um, Andy is gay. He has a boyfriend now. Boyfriend cooperated... Um, that Andy at least had told him about some about his physical relationship with Brian Singer, um, and a lot of what he said was fact checked against a lot of things and found to be true. So, basically, um, you know, Andy started going to these parties and. Um, caught the attention of Brian Singer, and one day they were up in, they were in a mansion owned by one of Brian Singer's friends and business partner. And there was a waterbed, and um, Brad Renfro was there. And so Brian Singer started making all these moves on Andy, and they ended up having sex in front of Brad Renfro, who had at one point. Um, at the time, he, Brad was 15. 
At one point, he had been um, called Brian Singer's boyfriend. So they have sex, and Andy was like, oh, you know, Brian was so loud and moaning and whatever, and I was embarrassed. And so this relationship continued on for for a very long time, actually. Until Brian got sick of him and moved on to the next boy toy. And uh, after that, um, it was, you know, radio silence. And then there were, I don't remember what the boy's name was, and I, I really don't want to go look at the article again. I know it will... Will would really yell at me um, for not having um, production notes, but honestly, this is just one of those times where I'm not even sure production notes would help because it's just so horrible. Um, Anyways. So, there was this other boy, and they were out on a yacht, and... um, He identifies as straight, I believe. Um, but so they're out on the yacht, and Brian, while the other two were, uh, at least with Andy, it was more consensual than not, and they were very passive. First of all, when you're, when you're dealing with people under the age of 18, especially in California where the age of consent is 18, it's still a crime. I don't care how old they are. They could be 17 and 317 years and 364 days. If you're under 18, still a crime. Wait until midnight on, on their birthday and then fuck them. If they're a willing participant. Um, so this, this kid was not, like I said, I don't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, they were on the yacht and Brian pulled off his pants, sucked his dick... And then penetrated his virgin ass. And acted like this kid owed him. At least that. The kid was 15 at the time, maybe. And it's just the level of depravity that Brian Singer has. And I mean, again, the rumors have been there for years about him. Um... But reading about them all in one place is just, it's shocking to your system. Um, you know, and I think um, one of the Reddit users, um, as I was reading along, I, I think they really summed it up best when they said, you know, yeah, a lot of them were very passive and, and um Gave their consent. But there's a lot of rape victims, too. I mean, they're all victims here. Because they were... Again, they were under the age of 18. And Brian Singer had no business fucking them. Period. He was in his 30s. It was just... It's despicable. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna be right back. And I'm back. So, in the last segment, we started talking a little bit about... Brad Renfro. Um, I want to. I want to kind of continue that conversation. Um, so Brad was an up and coming um, heartthrob. Uh, he had. I, I'm trying to remember. I don't. Um, 
some things are very fuzzy, but I do remember he was very big. Um, very, very popular. Um, and... While I thought he was cute, that also indicated to me that he was probably straight. Because we all know my uh, affection for the straight guys who end up being gay. Um, he, um, his first movie was The Client. Uh, based on the John Grisham book. And then he followed that up with... Um, Apt Pupil. Uh, Apt Pupil was in 1998. And, um... I... I I'm trying to see... I'm looking right now... Um... It doesn't say when when this affair with Brian Singer um, started. Allegedly, probably on the set of App Pupil. Because that's where Brian Singer had a, access to a lot of teenage boys. Where he lost a lot of kids and whatnot. And since Brad was already famous on his own. And a really good actor. Um... Brian probably took him under his wing and promised him the world. So, um, Andy said in his description of the relationship, even though Brad Renfro had been described as Brian Singer's boyfriend, he didn't seem all that upset that his boyfriend was fucking another guy. And that, um, and by Andy's own words, um, he, Brad didn't even seem to be gay. And that he was just more there along for the ride, possibly drugged. Because, and that's one of the things that a lot of these guys, a lot of Brian Singer's victims have in common is... Um, unfortunately, they all turn to drugs. And we know, unfortunately, with Brad Renfro, um, he, he really had a hard time with the drugs and really went hardcore. Um, he was arrested, um, he was arrested in Florida in 2000, so shortly after, um, at pupil and probably right around the time when Brian Singer would have been done with him. Um, and he died January 15th, um, 2008. So just a little more than 11 years ago. Um, and the cause of death was, was a heroin overdose. And it really, like, it really angers me that Brian Singer probably has this kid's blood on his hands and he doesn't give a fuck and he never suffered consequences for anything he's done. Um, 
it's just astounding to me. Um, you know, and and I'm gonna get emails and I'm gonna get hate mail saying that Brian Singer shouldn't be responsible for all of these kids' problems. Here's the thing. Yes, he is. If he touched them, if he had sex with them before they were of legal age, he is directly responsible. I don't care if these kids consented or seemed uh, willing. Adults have no place having sex with children. That's period. I there is no debate about that. If you're debating me about that, you are a horrible person and you don't you don't need to be anywhere near me. And if you don't like me calling out pedophiles on this podcast, you don't need to listen. For the rest of us though, who are sickened and want to fight against these people, this is for you. Brian Singer is a sick fuck. Who has sex with children. Because that's all he can handle. He couldn't handle someone challenging him intellectually. He couldn't handle someone having the same amount of power. And we've seen what happens to these kids that he he rapes. We've seen what happened to Brad Renfro who... Went from promising newcomer to teenage heartthrob... To drug-addled mess... After Brian Singer put his dick in him. I'm going to go and I'll be right back. And I'm back. Um, Despite me going hard on Brian Singer. I also feel that I need to be balanced. And um, also bring his denial. And um, I'm going to unpack his denial a little bit too. Um. Because I I really think that what he's trying to do here is not save himself. I mean, obviously saving himself is a goal. But I also think he's trying to save the Oscar chances for Bohemian Rhapsody, especially Rami Malek. Because if he can, if he can get that win in, then um, there's a chance he could save to come back um, at some point in the future. So let me... Let me read the statement. Um, this was sent by his representative. The last time I posted about this subject, Esquire magazine was preparing to publish an article written by a homophobic journalist who has a bizarre obsession with me dating back to 1997. After careful fact-checking fact checking, and in consideration of the lack of credible sources, Esquire chose not to publish this piece of vendetta journalism. That didn't stop this writer from selling it to the Atlantic. It's sad that the Atlantic would stoop to this low standard of journalistic integrity. Again, I am forced to reiterate that this story rehashes claims from bogus lawsuits filed by a disreputable cast of individuals willing to lie for money or attention. And it's no surprise that with Bohemian Rhapsody being an award-winning hit, this homophobic smear piece has been conveniently timed to take advantage of its success. So, that's a lot to unpack. But basically, what he's trying to do, um, first of all, is shift the blame from himself to uh, the journalist, saying that the journalist is homophobic and 
obsessed with him. Which is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. At least since I was once called a homophobic gay. By the same person in the same day before I was out. Um, I will tell you guys that story sometime. Um, but for now, let's just focus on what we have at hand. So we have a homophobic journalist who's also obsessed with Brian Singer and has been for more than 22 years. We also have um, a journalistic piece that is a smear campaign um, that was shot down by Esquire, which we're going to talk about in the next segment, by the way. Um, but picked up by The Atlantic. Both, um, both pieces, or both, both publications did fact-checking. Um, and, uh, you'll hear this again in the next segment. Both places actually found everything to be entirely credible, and the piece sound... Um, and there's no way that it would be published without that. That's also why there's no mention of a lawsuit. Now, I'm not very good at the PR game. That's why I can never really run for president, no matter how much I joke about it, because my mouth would get me in trouble. I literally just told people to not listen to this podcast if they were going to defend a pedophile. Which seems completely reasonable to me. But I can also hear... First of all, if Will was here, he would yell at me for going off on a tangent. Um, and I can also hear my best friend, who, is, who also um, worked in PR for, for a while... Telling me you can't say that sort of stuff. You can't say that sort of stuff. Um, but if if this piece was a, a hit piece, like he claims it is, why not sue? Why not have your attorneys draw up the paperwork and sue the fuck out of the Atlantic? Here's why. Because there's merit in this. And if you go to... If you go to... Um, take this to court. Depositions are going to come. And evidence is going to come. And evidence will sink your lawsuit faster than anything. That's why he doesn't want that. That's why he didn't ask for it. Now make no mistake... There's a there's an ulterior motive here too. Like I said, it's not just about saving himself; it's about saving Bohemian Rhapsody. It's already made a shit ton of money. Um, I think the last figure I seen for the movie was like seven hundred million dollars worldwide. So it's a it's a monster hit. There's no one, no one can take that away. But what they can do is stop it from being an Academy Award winning movie. 
It's won Golden Globes. It's won all these other awards. But it hasn't won the Academy Award. And this is where he's trying to save the prospects. You can roll your eyes. You can think I'm crazy. You can say I'm crazy. But this is the truth. What this all will really boil down to at the end of the day is one very important thing. Can they win? Even one Academy Award will help justify Brian Singer working on this movie. It will help justify Fox working with a pedophile and hiring a pedophile to work on a new movie for them. Um, uh, another superhero movie um, that I think is slated to go into production pretty soon, actually. And you can cry and you can say, oh, it's not fair, it's not fair. It's fucking fair. Let's not get this twisted, okay? Um, it would... And as I mentioned earlier, <clears throat> Rami Malek winning the Academy Award for Bohemian Rhapsody will give Brian Singer leverage for a comeback later on. Even if he gets fired off the new Fox movie, which is entirely possible since Fox is being bought by Disney, and we all know how Disney reacts to any kind of scandal, any kind of whiff of scandal. Um, they will fire you as soon as they they look at you. That's not a bad thing. I'm not trying to imply that it is. Um, it's just what it is. What it is basically. Um, but with that happening, if if he can get Rami Malek to win this Academy Award. Then, what what I'm guessing he's hoping for here is to um, use that leverage later on to build a movie as his comeback vehicle. And people will forget that he fucked at little boys. And people will forget the lives that he's ruined. I'm going to go, and I'll be right back. And I'm back. So, as I've alluded to throughout this episode, the Brian Singer piece, um, Exposé, was originally supposed to um, be printed in Esquire. And then something mysterious happened, and it ended up in the Atlantic. Well, the writers of the piece talked about what happened, and they said... You know, people keep asking them, oh, you know, why is a piece written for the Esquire um, by two Esquire writers? How did it end up in the Atlantic? Well, they all they can say is that executive uh, executives at Hearst killed it. And it doesn't take a scientist to figure out um, David Geffen who is a billionaire mogul um, in the music industry, I believe. And when I say I believe, obviously, I know what I'm talking about. (laughs) 
David Giffen is a huge donor to the Lincoln Center, where one of the members on board, uh, on her board, just happens to be a chair. It would not be a surprise to hear that money exchanged, and then poof, the story is suddenly not printable. Why? Why do I think this? Well, as as I alluded to in the first segment, Crazy Days and Nights has been on the story since almost the very beginning. And one of the things that was um, mentioned is that um. Sorry, my brain just jumped to track. Um, one of the things that Angie Lawyer has really hit home is how close David Geffen and Brian Singer are. They're supposed to be, like, really, really just great friends. So why wouldn't David Geffen try to protect his buddy? And more importantly, if David Geffen is pulling the same behavior, there's no way he would want that to get out. Um, and if Brian goes down, then anyone can go down. <clears throat> anyone in that inner circle. Um, so it it would not surprise me very much to hear that David Giffen gave a little money um, to the Lincoln Center or to whatever um, charity or... Um, Um, let's just stick with charity for now. Um, and poof, the story just disappears. And frankly, the story could have just stayed gone. You know, um, the two writers could have moved on to writing a different piece. Um, they could have whatever... It's really courageous of them to have tried to sell it to somebody else because why bother? I'm not being facetious here. The the question really is why bother with this whole thing? You know, it doesn't seem to be um it, it the accusations against Brian Singer don't seem to have mattered very much um, in the past when they've come up, so why would it matter now? And if your employer spikes your your article, well, there's nothing you can do about that, right? So the fact that these two guys went ahead and just continued to just try to sell this and then sold it, knowing that they were going to get a lot of pushback, knowing that they were going to make a lot of powerful enemies. This is a lot about them. I would expect... Um, I would expect any time now to hear that Hearst 
slash Esquire has laid these writers off. So they're probably going to um, land somewhere else, maybe even at the Atlantic itself. But really, don't be surprised when, when that happens. Don't be surprised when they get laid off or fired. Um, even if they were well within the rights to tell the story, there's going to be some sort of retaliation. It's almost guaranteed at this point. If there's not, it will be shocking and amazing. Thank you for listening to this episode. And I'm just going to end with a cheers. Cheers.